Hey, my name is PJ Nolan. I'm the lead pastor of Collective Church. We are a community of real people in Saline County, Arkansas, seeking to know God and to make Him known. We hope as you visit our podcast that you will find the messages inspiring, practical, but most importantly, biblical. Now, uh, so... So this morning, we're going to be uh, looking in James chapter 3. All right, we're going to be talking about wisdom. Wisdom, all right? And so I want to tell you a story because I've been uh, in youth ministry for about 10 years now. And, uh, you know, one of my former students is here, and he's kind of a part of this story. Uh, so I won't name him by name, but some of you already know who I'm talking about. But, you know, I was 20 years old, all right, 20 years old. And I, and I was a youth pastor in a huge metropolis called Prattsville, Arkansas. Uh, just, a, just a huge town, obviously not. It's a little bitty podunk city, but it is awesome. I love that town. And uh, I was a youth pastor there, uh, like I said, 20 years old. So, you know, I'm there. I'm not married at the time. Kel and I, we're, we're dating. All these things are going on. I think we got engaged around the same time. But I remember this one night in particular... Uh, there was a couple of student boys that were staying uh, the night with me. And, you know, we're in the, you know, the parsonage trailer of the house, right? So this is, this is something I, I respect very much, and I always keep extremely tidy and never let the grass grow up. And there's, you know, there's the, the dishes are always clean. All of this stuff's going on super nice, right? I'll, I'll always give it much respect, right? And so... And so I got these boys over, and, and, you know, I have this great idea. I said, hey, guys, you know, video games, that's, that's, that's really, that's, that's super fun, you know, but what if we did this? What if we turned out all the lights in the house and played hide-and-seek? That would be amazing. Let's do that. Let's turn out everything, and, uh, you know, we'll play hide-and-seek. It's a terrible idea. Absolutely awful. By the time that we ended, all right, by the time that we ended playing hide and seek, one of the boys had been pushed out of the way and left an indention about three foot tall in the parsonage wall. So, you know, so the next day, you know, I I ran and got a new sheet of uh, sheetrock and replaced it. So that story just goes to show you that I wish at this age I'd have known at that age not to do that, right? And so what that is, is I have hopefully and thankfully grown in wisdom when it comes to how we do or how I do youth ministry. I don't play hide and seek in the dark at my house anymore. It's, it's a big no-no. First of all, Kayla wouldn't allow it. It's not going to happen, so... You boys that have these bright ideas, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not going to happen. But I wanted to tell you that story because it just goes to show you that as we, we grow in our age and our life, we grow in wisdom. Just like when I drove here this morning, right? When I drove here this morning, I got in my Jeep, I, I pulled out of the driveway, I, I, I put it in drive, and I got on the road, and I started driving to church you know, as I got on the interstate, I turned my left signal on, right, to let the traffic know I was coming. All of these things, all the time that we're doing these things, we're using the wisdom that we have learned in the action that we're doing. And so as we go through life, we're getting information and we're growing wiser in the things that we have. 
Listen to how Tony Evans puts this, because now we're going to put it into a spiritual perspective. Listen to what Tony Evans says. He says, wisdom is the application of heavenly knowledge to earthly living. You're going to want to, you're going to, want to write this down. This is absolutely so good and so correct, because now we're talking, and what Tony's talking about here is a spiritual wisdom. He's talking about a spiritual side, because it's one thing to be able to have wisdom in driving. It's a whole other thing to have wisdom in your spiritual walk with Christ. And so Tony says this, all right, let's write it down. Wisdom is the application of heavenly knowledge to earthly living. So where does all of this knowledge come from? Uh, Where do we get our understanding from? Of course, there's a variety of different things that come into our life that we get our understanding and our knowledge from. But hopefully this morning we can look at some things when it's talking about wisdom and we can see how these things are essential to the Christian life. But I'll go even further. It's essential to be just a morally good person. It's essential above all, though, to be a Christian, to do these certain things. So we're going to read James chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 13 through 18 this morning. So if you have a Bible, we're going to read it. It'll also be on the screen. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works In the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. Verse 17. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace in those who make peace. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. We just thank you for your word. We thank you for us just being able to be here and to celebrate you, Father God. Even though we know that we're celebrating our country, we know uh, that we had a had a great weekend. God, we have come here to your house to celebrate you. And so let us do that this morning as we look at your word. It's your name I pray. Amen. All right, so when it comes to wisdom, we got three things we're going to look at today. Three things. When it comes to wisdom, this is the first one. Gentleness. This is a key one. Gentleness is key. It is absolutely essential when we're talking about wisdom. I know some people in my life that have a lot of knowledge. They have a ton of things that they know. They're very uh, even maybe biblically sound, but a lot of times they have a lot of a lot of hard times taking that knowledge and putting it into action. Gentleness is key when we're talking about true wisdom from above. Gentleness is key. And here again, look at verse 13. James asks them a question. He says, who is wise and understanding among you? He's not, it's a rhetorical question. He's fixing to answer it in the following statement. By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom being gentle with the knowledge that you have, the wisdom that is from above. No one wants to be told what they're doing wrong. Someone wants to say, 
hey, I'm coming alongside you, brother. I want to help you with this. I noticed that, hey, you know what? I have things going on in my life, and I want you to hold me accountable, and we're going to do this together, right? The gentleness, the saying, now, listen, there's some things that need to be called out, but never in Scripture are we ever going to find that it's not supposed to be done with gentleness. It's never, you are not going to find it. Even when God rains down in Scripture, He does it with the gentleness because that's God's heart. And that is God's love for His people. That is essential when we're talking about uh, living a life where we are absolutely giving our all to Christ and being gentle is a key element to that. It's essential to remember that gentleness is the bar set by God for heavenly wisdom. All right? Because gonna, you're going to want to remember this because we're going to come back to this at the end of the sermon. All right? So I'm going to say it again. It's, it's essential to remember that gentleness is the bar set by God. Right? I'm not setting this bar. James, right, under the inspiration of God, is setting this bar that gentleness is the bar set to essential Absolute good wisdom. And so we're going to come back to that. But let's talk about another key element that we really need to discuss and we really need to know about. And that we find in verses 14, 15, and 16. We're going to read that again. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. That is not wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly and spiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. The number, the, the point number two, when it comes to wisdom, your own understanding fails. Amen. When it comes to godly wisdom, your own understanding fails. Dr. John MacArthur puts it this way. He says, it's confusion the disorder that results from the instability and chaos of human wisdom. You will hear me, I don't know if I've actually said this before, I'm sure I have, but you'll probably hear me say this over the course of time, that our God, God uh, that, that, uh, that uh, we just sang about, uh, that Marianne talked about how he knit us in our mother's womb, all of, all of these things, the way that the redeeming story goes, our God, listen to me church, is a God of order. He is not a God of chaos. He is not a God that says, hey, that looks good today and it's different tomorrow. God is a God of absolute order. And listen, when it comes to the things of this world and the confusion that can be set in by the wisdom of man, listen again to what he says. It says, this is not wisdom from above. And look at the words that James uses. He says, it is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. When we lean on our own understanding, that's the result. That's the result. It's unspiritual. It's earthly. It's absolutely those things. And James even goes further and he says, look, it can even reach demonic states. Because if we're, if we're against the Father and we're not getting wisdom from the Father, it's coming from somewhere else. And we need to be aware of that. We need to understand that it's essential to know that wisdom from the earthly standpoint is always 
going to be those three things. And let's let's look at this on a on a right now basis of where we are in society, right? Let's look at that. Because if you if you feel this way and someone else feels this way, y'all can't be friends. Y'all can't, y'all can't hang out. You can't, you can't go and eat lunch together. You, your families can't grow together. Listen to me. We're different people living in a big world. It's okay to disagree, but we have disagreements, right? And we can be gentle about it. We can come together and we can use wisdom from above to say, you know what? We disagree, but guess what? We have more in common than we don't. Listen to me, church. That's a big thing we need to listen to this morning. We all in this room, I guarantee you, on 95% or more agree on everything that we live by in our life. And there may be someone in here that 5% disagrees with me. Guess what? That's okay. I'll, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home this afternoon. I'm going to spend time with my family. And I'm still going to love you. I'm still, I'm still going to live my life. And you're going to go home and live your life. And we're going to be great and we're going to be fine. You know why? Because we have Jesus Christ, our Savior. And we have wisdom from above who's saying, hey, you know what? Even though you don't agree on that particular thing, you have more in common than you do not. We need to remember that, church. Because here's, you know, PJ's been talking about we need to, we need to what it, how is it? We, we need to tune out the, the media. We need to be more focused on the word. I don't know how you say it, but it's really good, right? <laughs> but it's essentially, essential, essential. It's essential. I probably should write these things down and put them in my notes, but, you know, it didn't happen. But, but he's so right. He's so right that we're surrounding our, ourselves and we're allowing some person in Washington, D.C., thousands of miles away to dictate how we think about each other. That's crazy. Because we have so much more in common, church. That is not wisdom. That is, I would say, that's demonic. It's absolutely demonic. It's driving a wedge in our churches and we, the people, are allowing it. We cannot. That's so why we need to seek wisdom from above. Jesus or James warns us about this. He says, This is what it looks like. It's earthly. It's unspiritual. It's demonic. We absolutely have to put our guard up against these things. Verse 16 says this again: for where jealousy and self-ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. Church, that is not what I want us to be at all. But if we allow the world to dictate for us wisdom, if we rely on Fox News to give us wisdom, or CNN, or Facebook, if we allow those things to give, that's, if that's what we're putting our wisdom on, we're in trouble, church. Amen. It's going to drive a wedge right through us. Yeah. We have to be prepared and understand that God's word is speaking against that. We do not have to agree on every single little detail to be together. But we do have to be gentle. And we do have to realize the dangers of when we're not. And when we do allow the earthly culture to try to dictate godly wisdom. Because they'll, they'll also tell you, well, this is what God really thinks. Don't listen to that garbage. It's right here. It's right here. You just got to open it. Last thing. 
This is good stuff. <clears throat> good stuff. When it comes to wisdom, when it comes to wisdom, we lean on his understanding. I know. Super, super good, right? Let me tell you, let me, let me, let me say this. I don't, I don't have a lot of experience with working with metal and, and fire and all that stuff. Here's what I do know. I do know that when you go through all those things, when you, when you put it through the forger, all these things, it's taking all these imperfections out and it's making something pure. It's making something worth usable. It's making all of these things good. And here's what it says in Psalm 12, 6. It says, the words of the Lord are pure words. It's silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. The word of the Lord is pure. Listen, because here's what's, here's what's happening. You know, the God that we know to be God is being attacked, and they're trying to make this other God be an idol for all Christians. They're, they're trying to, to drive this wedge again against us. And what I want to try to tell you is the God that has spoken here, and all of it is true. All of it is inspired by God. 2 Timothy 3.16, right? We know that it's inspired by Him. Psalm says this. I love it. Again, it says, but the, uh, excuse me, it says, but the words of the Lord are pure. They're refined. There's no imperfections. There's nothing that God says or that God does that isn't pure, that isn't love, that isn't exactly what you need in your life right now. Not tomorrow. Not next week, right now, and tomorrow, and next week, and for all of your walk with Him as we continually be sanctified in Him. The purities, the imperfections that exist in us, and they do. God is using us to get them out. Listen to this. Verse 17 says this, But the wisdom from above is what? Pure. Right, Psalm backs it up, James says it here. Then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. It's, this one verse alone is basically wrapping it up and he's basically saying this is what it looks like. This is what wisdom from above, this is what you should seek. And when you put it into action, when you're gentle with it, Here's the blessings from it. So you remember how we talked about being gentle is an absolute key opponent, right? Because look at what it says. Remember, who is wise and understand among, among you? But by his good conduct, let him show his works and gentleness. You go down again, what does it say? It says, but the wisdom from above is pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. That's what the fruits look like. That's what it happens when we tune out the earthly things, when we tune out the things that can come in and say, this is wisdom, all right? Because, you know, you can, you can get in your mindset, all right, I'm just going to bring it, I'm going to bring it all in. I'm going to bring it all in. I'm going to study. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go read everything. I'm going to put my time and effort into knowing all of the issues. I'm going to know them front and back. And when I go to the, when I go to the ballot box, I'm going to cast my vote based on those things. All things good, but if it goes before here, then is it, is it wisdom from above or is it wisdom based on the world? 
Is it, is it wisdom from above if we, if we learn all of these things and try to make all of these things a reality in our life? Or is it wisdom from above when we dig into God's word and we grow in him and we let him purify us? It's when we allow God to purify us that we come out and he's able to use us. When God purifies our soul, when he purifies our life, and we decide that we have a righteousness in him, verse 18 says, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. It's a choice. It's always a choice. You, church, we individually have to choose, and then our church has to decide, are we going to allow wisdom from the world to dictate what we do, or are we going to allow God to absolutely refine us, put us through the fire, put us through the test, and make us pure so that when we do go out, again I'll say it, we're full of mercy and we're good of good fruits and we're impartial and we are sincere. Amen. That's it. That's it. I absolutely have enjoyed reading this this week and in this past week. I have uh, just... Love being given the opportunity to come and to speak and to just let God use me. But all of this that we've just talked about is great. It's good. It is good for the soul. It is exactly what we need right now. All of this is. Wisdom is good. But the wisdom that you need in your life, if you don't have it already is that wisdom of making that first step and believing in Christ Jesus. Because all of these good things, God can't begin to refine you if he don't know you. Let me say it again. God can't begin to refine you if he don't know you. And you're like, well, I'm saved. I'm saved, Shane. I have, I've put my faith and my trust in him. That is it. But does God know you? Right? Does God know you? I put it this way, and I've said this before, and I've, you know, when I die and I go to heaven and I meet and I meet Jesus, I meet my father face to face, and my words come out whenever that might be, because I'm sure I'm gonna be in shock and awe and, and I better be, right? But when words finally come out of my mouth, will God be able to look at me and say, I know you? Right? I know you because I've heard you. I want my father to know my voice. Does he know yours? Does God know you? Do you know him? Maybe you begin that relationship with him. And I just, I just urge you, church, if we're going to continue to grow in wisdom, it's going to be found here. Not just on Sunday morning, right? As we go through the week, as we continue to grow and we go through situations in life, God continues to refine you and make you pure. If you're here this morning, and you've never began that relationship with Jesus. I want to talk to you just for a moment. All of this stuff, this is good. You can live by this, and you'll probably live a really good life. But if you've never accepted Lord Jesus as Savior, when you meet your maker face-to-face, it's not going to be what you're looking for. It's going to be away from me, for I never knew you. And I know that sounds harsh, and I know that sounds... Uh, mean, and, and, that's what I'm, and that's what we're talking about today, right? Because God obviously wouldn't send his children to hell for no reason. Right? A loving God wouldn't do that. That's wisdom from here on earth. 
Wisdom from above says, no, look, I sent my son Jesus. He lived a perfect life so that you could be refined by me. I lived that, per- Jesus, my son, lived that perfect life so that when you make mistakes, he's going to cover it. And so Jesus, he lived that perfect life and he went to the cross as a lamb to slaughter. And Jesus, he hung on that cross and he bled and he died for everything and all things and all people. Jesus died. He died your death that you and me deserve. Amen that it doesn't end there. It gets better. Because what happens next after three days is that Jesus rose from the grave. And he defeated it all. The victory is in him. He's defeated that one thing that lies between you and Jesus and God saying to you when you meet him in the end, well done, good and faithful servant. You've allowed me to refine you and to test you and to make you usable. And you did well. Well done, good and faithful servant. Thanks again for visiting the Collective Church Podcast. We hope you found the message to be practical, inspiring, and biblical. And by the way, if you're interested in learning more about Collective Church, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you enjoyed the message, hit the subscribe button. And if you'd be willing to, hit share and help us spread the word about Collective Church.